officers of the RepDetect unit deal with crime at all the levels of Los Angeles in the future. Replicants work alongside humans in an uneasy truce. This is Burning Bright, a noir detective story of a rampant capitalist future using the Blade Runner RPG on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Hello, Internet. We meet again. (laughs) This is Burning Bright, a Blade Runner actual play from Free League Publishing here on Happy Jacks RPG Network. Um, Eventually, you'll find other sessions of this game at... Uh, happyjacks.org slash burningbright um, and everything else that Happy Jacks has ever done, the dozens of game systems we've played around with uh, to entertain you uh, at just happyjacks.org slash shows uh, or you can find all the other links to our cool Discord where a bunch of awesome people hang out. Uh, all of that's on the website. You can find it there. Uh, I'm Kadave. For those of you that are new, that don't know me, um, I've been around a long time, but as a fan of all the Free League games, I'm super jazzed about this one because I'm also a fan of 80s sci-fi. So, it works out great. Uh, Letting everybody know up front, this is a mature game. We're dealing with a world that has mature themes like sex and violence and everything in between. Uh, if that's not for you, if you're looking for something a little more PG, or if you're a parent that decides to pop your kids down to watch actual plays, this might not be the game for that. (laughs) Um, we appreciate that very much, and you could come watch another game here, and it would be totally cool. But this one, eh, we're going to try and lean into the little bit of, uh, detective noir from the Blade Runner theme. So, there'll be murders and mayhem and all kinds of stuff. Um, also, specifically, this game is about player characters that are playing officers of the LAPD in the future. I know that can be problematic, uh, but we're going to navigate those waters together, and we have a list of lines and veils that we've talked about. Uh, we also use an X card here at the table, um, and we're here to have fun, right? I don't want to make anybody feel bad. I don't think any of the players do either. Again, gaming is about having a good time, not being an a-hole. So there you go. Wait, this is a mature game. Not being an asshole. Hey! (laughs) There you go. Uh, Yeah, let's go around the table. Say hi. We'll start over here. Hello, I'm Sam, also known as Red Pandroid. Uh, You might remember me from such shenanigans as uh, climbing things in the Unsung Tales. Um, (laughs) I'm here to probably do some more weird stuff, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Hi everybody, I'm Kai, I use he, they, and she pronouns. Uh, I was also in this seat not crazy long ago playing an extremely nice and nerdy elf from Unsung Tales. that will be very different than what is going to occur in this game. Um, and yeah, just gonna, I'm so excited to play this game. <laughs> Hi, my name's Cousteau. Um, this is just my second time with Happy Jacks, and I'm really happy to be here. So you don't know me in too many roles. I'm just going to be witnessing the shenanigans mostly. Um, I'm kidding. I'm going to be playing too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, bitches! <laughs> uh, 
I'm Joey. I use he, him pronouns. Uh, I've been with Happy Jacks for a while. You'll probably remember me from uh, Carefree High as the hot one. Um, uh, vampire as the hot one. Traveler as the hot one. Wow. So, good chance I'll probably be playing the hot one. That's and, all I got. You know, it's it's just like watching those interviews with spicy wings. <laughs> Every time I sit down at the table, like, oh, 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 look. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we're sitting down tonight to do character creation. Uh, we like to do that as a group, and we like to do it in front of everybody, so they kind of see people's insights into characters. I find that interesting. Uh, some people don't. If that's not the game for you, we'll be back two weeks down the road to actually kick off with episode one, just after the beginning of September. Um, but, yeah, we're going to sit down. We're going to help everybody get through character creation. It's not difficult, and it's pretty fun, and it's kind of a group activity because we can ask some questions and talk as we go. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said before, everybody is playing uh, Officer of the LAPD, specifically the Rep Detect Unit that specialized in detecting replicants that were running loose on Earth, a la Harrison Ford in the film. Um, and then this game itself is set in 2037, uh, which is just before the events of the second film. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds isn't... Uh, not Ryan Reynolds. Um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, Gosling the, the other, other one, the other one. Uh, is not running around amongst y'all yet. Um, that's just not a thing. He's off having his weird experiences implanted at some point soon, probably. Um, and yeah. So, uh, rules-wise, this game is a free league game, so it is about building a dice pool and rolling those dice. The kind of customization here is that this game accesses way more of the polyhedral dice than most of the other free league stuff. Uh, you will basically use everything but D20s. Uh, those get enough use other places, so we, we're going to exercise the D12s and the D8s and such. Uh, all right. So, let me do one thing real quick. I'm going to set a timer to remind me to take a little break to make it more comfortable for everybody else sitting here at the table. Uh, for anybody that's not familiar with Blade Runner's particular flavor of cyberpunk, uh, this is not shiny and chrome cyberpunk. The technology of Blade Runner is biological tech. It's not people that have run around and replaced huge swaths of their body with robot parts. Uh, it's the replicants themselves are biological. That's why it's hard to tell. If they were running around like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator, a quick x-ray would reveal, hey, look, that's a replicant. We need to take care of this. Spark on the big magnet. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, this problem would be quickly resolved if that was the case. Uh, the same thing with uh, most animal life we will encounter in the game. The Earth in the Blade Runner universe has been destroyed. There is not much in the way of an ecosystem left at all, aside from what is artificially maintained by people. Um, most food is grown in a vet uh, and formed and flavored artificially. Um, very, very wealthy people can afford real food grown hydroponically, but that's not what you're getting on the street. You're getting kind of the same protein paste shaped and flavored different ways uh, most days. Um, as 
LAPD officers, you guys have access to a lot more things than the average person. Um, Los Angeles has become this mega zone where buildings are, you know, two and three hundred stories. They're just massive. And living below the hundredth floor is down amongst the street where 90% of people live. From there on up, it gets bigger and fancier, much like we see uh, capitalism gone rampant in the world we live in now. So that's kind of the, kind of the prescient bit of Blade Runner. Um, you guys will be interacting with people from the very top of the stratosphere and from the very bottom and everybody in between. Uh, as you investigate crimes and follow clues and deal with interviewing people. It's going to be a wide variety of folks. Uh, I'm going to do my best to try and differentiate them a little bit. So it's not just me talking to you every time. Um, yeah, it should be fun. I think we can get started. Ah, okay. Yay. Everybody about ready? Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's start with... I gave everybody a packet of papers, yeah. the first page being a character sheet, and I have a couple extra if anybody messes it up and wants to start fresh. Don't tempt me, Proto. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing we should come up with is if you are going to play a human character or if you're going to play a replicate character. In the timeline of Blade Runner, there is a new corporation that has come around after the fall of... Um, Tyrell. Tyrell, thank you. Just literally, I was like, I could tell you all about the actor that played Tyrell. I could tell you everything else, but the name just flew out of my head. Uh, after the fall of the Tyrell Corporation, because turns out the replicants weren't that stable, uh, caused a lot of problems. Um, the Wallace Corporation has recently begun building a huge corporate headquarters here in Los Angeles. They have bought all of the rights to all of the IP and tech that uh, that Tyrell had, and they have made a new level of replicant, uh, the new Nexus 9 units. Uh, they have just been legalized for use here on Earth, so they exist. They're not super common, but they do exist, and one place you can find a good number of them is in the LAPD as an organization with access to a decent amount of money and a lot of tech <laughs> and an organization that a big company like Wallace wants to keep happy. They're happy to provide some replicants to keep that equilibrium. So we'll go around the table. We'll start with Joey this time. Yeah. You can either choose human replicant or I'll roll some dice and decide. And you don't know yet. Oh, yeah. That's what I want. All I right. like surprises. <laughs> so here we go. You're a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised? Okay. The advantage to having terrible handwriting is none of you will be able to read it from across the table. <laughs> Even if we wanted to. <laughs> Very good. So you will do character creation as if you were a human. If you turn out to be a replicant, that will only be revealed if you are in a situation that really pushes you to your limit. Okay. 
And the push mechanic is something if you fail a roll, you can push yourself. Humans can push once, replicants can push twice. Uh, if you've already pushed once and you still fail, and you try and push again, that's the moment that I will inform you if you are or not. So it's in your hands to decide when you think you want to have this information come to light, for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Until that point, you play as if you're a human. Okay, we're marking human. All right. Cousteau. I would like you to roll. All right. All right. Well. <laughs> I like it. I like the mystery. Okay. This is going to be my second game with Dave where there's a surprise robot. <laughs> or, not. You don't know. or not. Maybe not. All right. Okay. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. And I've been rolling this around, and I think I've decided that I want to decide. Okay. But is there any possibility of being a known bootleg model of Replicant? Ooh. Oh, so you're like one of the, like a Nexus 8? Yeah, one of the uh, functioning, built off the old old line okay. replicants. But it's known. Right, right. It's on the up and up. And I'm specifically picking uh, the the like jobs that would suit a character. It would suit them to hire someone who is sure. a known existing replicant. Uh, in the rules, no. <laughs> but I love it. That's great. Uh, I think maybe the adaptation will be that you have to do an extra... Uh, mental evaluation sure. cycle kind yeah. of a thing once in a while. Yeah. Just to see... Just to make sure that I'm not right. losing yeah. it. <laughs> like, they've been around a long time. Let's see how they're doing. Yeah, and like yeah. maybe not as old as like the ones in the, in the first movie that are like fully going. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, Those guys were Nexus 6. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so... like maybe a prototype model of 9 into like actually an 8. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I like that. It 8. could 5. be like a Nexus Eight that got got, got kind got of kind of the pa- like firmware update. Sort yeah, of thing, you the know? Nexus Eight S. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm basically thinking like with like someone who's existed in the world as a replicant and isn't mm-hmm. exactly secret about it, but also isn't the most like you were made to specifically serve this one purpose. Sure, sure. So socially operating more in the like human sphere of the way the game is made, but in reality, it's still just a replicant. Uh, that is one of the things I should have probably mentioned earlier in the content warning. The big conflict in Blade Runner is humans and replicants. Oh, there's a lot of humans that don't like the idea of replicants, you know, in the we took our jobs mm-hmm. kind of situation. Um, and oh, there's a lot of humans that look at replicants like robots. They, you know, they're not people they're just created to do a job they're going to do that we don't have to think about it it's it's you know there's some people that will attribute uh anthropomorphic qualities to their roomba mm-hmm. right and then there's people that, <laughs> and there's people that look at it like oh this is just a this is just a robot vacuum whatever yeah. you know if i kick it it doesn't matter that kind of thing, mm. right? Those are cute. Nope, that makes me sad. Yep. Right. <laughs> That's kind of a big source of conflict in the game. Yes, it's part of the reason I want to poke the bear. Sure. <laughs> okay. So that's, and that's why I just wanted to make sure that was out there. Like, yes. that's a thing. Your I, character would totally be used to 
snide comment, even amongst other cops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and with the intention of being a character that did come from the, like, city streets of L.A. in this era, who is... I have some character concepts and stuff that I've been chewing on that I think this is the most interesting version. Sure. I, I think it's awesome. Cool. It's great. All right, Sam. Replicant. There was never another option. Yeah. For All right. <laughs> Shocked. This is my shocked face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch it ends up oops all replicants. Oops, all replicants. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Weirder things have happened. Uh, so, um, if you're cool, I'll make you one of the full new models. Yeah, I think that like, that works. If, if that works for your character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at. Um, the, I think that works for either of the two archetypes I was looking at. Cool. Perfect. So. That comes to the second thing we should talk about, is your archetype. There's a bunch of choices in the book. Um, we should actually kind of go through them. Uh, the analyst is the, you know, crime scene investigator. <laughs> yeah, they're very much the CSI character, right? They are good at diving through data streams and surveillance video and, you know, zoom and enhance. Blade Runner possibly <laughs> is one of the first examples of zoom and enhance yeah, yeah. in the cinema. Um, with a projector screen. Yeah. <laughs> and like super slow. So that's very much that character. The city speaker is just the street level cop. The one that knows everybody. The one that has... Uh, person they know that works in every diner from, you know, the west side all the way out to San Bernardino. They've got somebody. They are tied into the street much more closely than most cops. The Doxy is a replicant specifically designed to help with manipulating people. And reading people. Like, extra olfactory sensors that help tell if a person has started to sweat more that you can a doxy could watch somebody and see their heart rate from just watching their neck that kind of stuff so it makes them very very good at a manipulation and b reading people the enforcer pretty self self-explanatory right they're the the guy with a bat that it Maybe before they were a cop, they worked security as a bouncer, you know, that kind of thuggy, big, burly fighter person. Uh, the fixer, uh, totally a spin doctory kind of PR person, right? They're definitely working community relations is a focus. They're working with trying to make sure everything looks great at all times, even if we're having a, you know, 15 serial killer run going on right now, but don't worry, that's not in your neighborhood. No, that's fine. They couldn't ever drive over here. It's like 10 minutes. You're fine. Couldn't it all be your neighbor? <laughs> right. Uh, the inspector is the sort of quintessential detective, right? They're the Columbo of the Blade Runner universe. Uh, whether they have one more thing or not, you know, they're able to kind of do that stuff. Um, the skimmer, uh, is, you know, they, they're the cop that 
they're still doing the right thing, mostly, but they've definitely leaned into that, well, you know, how many guns does a drug dealer really need, right? Like, uh, we could take a little bit of that cash. Nobody else knows. You know, that's the kind of cop. The one that has been on the job a while and has gotten jaded enough that they're just not willing to pass up an easy take. Uh, yeah, and that's the archetypes. Who has thoughts? We can just bounce around. I'm kind of vibing on Fixer. Okay. I'm I'm feeling that PR spin. Sure. Communication, Alice and Jenny, West Wing vibe. The smartest thing Kaiser Insurance ever did was hire her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, their spokesperson. True. Man. That's right. Especially coming right off West Wing. Everybody's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I trust that voice. They're yeah. telling me the truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Sam Watershed effect is real. Sure. <laughs> All right. I'm kind of looking to flex to kind of fill because I've got like two okay. like concepts that I think I can choose between as we shake it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was kind of looking at either analyst or enforcer. Okay. Um, I think either could work for me. <laughs> I'm. I really like Doxy, but yeah, that's a replicate only. Um, the other one I was thinking of was skimmer or city speaker um i was also thinking of city speaker mm -hmm. um an analyst but i was like i pretty much just played basically that archetype in this chair <laughs> that's why i was like i looked at enforcer and i was like wait i just did that yeah. <laughs> it's hard to choose okay yeah still feeling it out too if you're doing if you're set uh, you're really vibing on uh, fixer yeah and you want you're looking at analyst and maybe enforcer. Maybe enforcer. I don't want to typecast myself, but mm -hmm. at least I'm a replicant this time. Damn hit good. <laughs> yeah, I do like to hit things. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um I kinda like the idea of being city speaker then. Nice. Alright. Not so much skimmer. I dig that. Having a thought. I'm gonna look at something really quick. So you think you want to do Enforcer? I think so, yeah. I liked, um, kind of in the book, um, it talks about um, having done, like, off-colony tours uh, and kind of, like, retiring to the LAPD. Sure. Mm. Which I really like the idea of that. Um, sure. Just, like, kind of double not knowing how to fit in society because first I'm a replicant and then... I'm coming off of like basically being a soldier and having to reintegrate into society. That's awesome. For sure. Into a society that's not necessarily friendly to replicants, supposed to off world would be more friendly. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. A hundred percent the the Richter Howard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's throw a curveball and I might. Okay, so I'm between analyst and inspector now. Okay. <laughs> it was the Colombo thing, wasn't it? It's more so that the, it's, I'm, I'm trying to fill in, like, I basically have, like, a concept that can be painted with any brush of any of these uh, archetypes, so I'm like, eh. What's the best fit? Yeah. They're all good. They're all, they would all work. That's the thing. So I think it's more like, do we feel like we need an analyst? Do we feel like we need an inspector? I, whatever everybody ends up choosing, 
I promise we'll get through the mysteries. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be that GM that's like, well, <laughs> no, you should have had. Yeah. Nobody had that skill set. So <laughs> now you can't solve this and everybody's fucked. Like, that's not. <laughs> uh, so. The next thing to talk about is how many years on the force. Uh, for both replicants, you have to be a rookie because okay. replicants have only been legally allowed to operate on Earth for a year. Um, you could have uh, been operating here before it was legal, but not as a cop. Yeah. That's I'm fun. good with that. That's kind of the goal. <laughs> uh, for you guys, mm. uh, you can choose a rookie, seasoned, veteran or old timer or we can roll and you can see where you land the advantage to being a rookie is you have the most core attributes so almost every role in the game is going to be a lot like tales from the loop where it's you take whatever die type you have in your attribute and then i pair it up with a skill and tell you okay so roll you know your um strength and hand-to-hand -hand combat and so you take whatever dice you have in that, you roll those two dice. If you get any that hit above a six, you succeed. Okay. So if your die type is a d12, you could theoretically double and get, uh, I think it's if you roll 10 or higher. So if you have a d10 or a d12, you can get two successes off of one die. Oh, nice. Okay. Like that. Um, so uh, rookies get the most attributes. Old timers have the most skill points because they've been around a long time. They've right. developed those skills. Thing. Uh, old timers also get more specialties, which, uh, as we get into them, are kind of, um, uh, you know, on the archetype pages, uh, stuff like fast reflexes or interrogator or things that'll give you a bonus to certain situations. So old-timers have more specialties because they learn some tricks. Sure. I think I'm going to go um, with the uh, in investigator. Inspector. That's Inspector. Cool. So since you're a replicant, can we call you Inspector Gadget? <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> what? I meant it as a compliment. <laughs> All right. You would say that as a fixer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm highlighting your strengths. What's the problem? <laughs> okay. Mm, I'm torn between rookie and seasoned. I don't know. I mean, if you want to, you can just roll a d6. Yeah, let's roll a d6 and see where we end up. Because it's designed to roll a d12 to decide. But if you roll a d6, it can just do the first two. Okay. Four. That's seasoned. Seasoned. Okay. So yours on the force would just be... Uh, two to seven years. Let's do two. Okay. So I'm seasoned, but like just barely seasoned. Slightly seasoned. Slightly Little, seasoned. Slightly seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> Salt and pepper. On exactly. Yeah. Bury that. <laughs> Tastefully done. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, I'll roll the die. I don't know which. Okay. So a d12 gives you the whole range. Ooh. Eight. An eight puts you as a veteran. Oh, wow. All right. Ooh. That kind of makes sense. All right. Yeah, sure. Rookie table. 
You've yeah. been uh, <laughs> you've been around the city a while. You know you you know a lot of folks that kind of thing. Okay. So um, now we'll roll into your attributes. So your main attributes are strength, agility, intelligence, uh, and empathy. Um, amongst those four, all of your attributes start at. They use a number D. system, A through D. Letters. It's an A is D12, a B is a D10, a C is a D8, and a D is a D6. So you're all starting with a D8 in everything, which is average. Yes. If you're a rookie, you get four points to up your stats. Up your stats. Um, yeah, so you can spend those four points any way you like. If you are a seasoned, you're going to get three points. Three. Okay. And a veteran, you're going to get two points. And it's one point to go up a level? Yep. Okay. Oh, wow. So if you just want to take all your skills up to a D10, I mean, all your attributes up to a D10, you could do that. Um, I remember, can, can we trade you a D, a, a D uh, level for a, a higher attribute as well? Sorry, I forgot one other thing. Okay. Um, you do have to take your uh, key attribute from your archetype, and it has to go up to a level B or higher, so a D10 okay. or higher. Okay. So, uh, City Speaker, your key attribute is Empathy. Oh, okay. They have so. to take that up to at least one step up. We're just going to take that strength up to A level. And then we also yep. get an additional point. Uh, yes. To go into strength or agility. Replicants get a bonus. Point Ooh. Also. Okay. Uh, fixer, you're also empathy. Uh, inspector, your agility. And enforcer, I believe, your strength. Let's do agility. Yeah. So you mean it could, it'll go? I can apply those two points to, and it goes from a, what, a D8 to a D10. Is that what you're saying? One point will take you from the D8 up to D10. Oh, one will take. Okay. And then your second point, you could put in uh, wherever you like, or you could put it in that key attribute again and just be really good at that thing I see. and average other stuff. Okay, gotcha. And on your character sheet, you kind of see the skills that are most often associated with that attribute. Yeah. And you'll have some key skills for your class as well, like... Uh, mobility, connections, and insight, city speakers. Good to know. Okay. Question for the table. How are we doing on intelligence? Um, I'm going to be. Okay. Because I was torn between making my B either agility or intelligence. So I wanted to make sure if we weren't covered in intelligence, I'd hop over. But <clears throat> I have a C in empathy, so less. Good job. Thanks. Proud of you. Mm -hmm. I learned it off world. Off world. Going against type, I actually put points and strengths. <gasps> I never do this. I think that's me spent. Okay. Uh, next up. Uh, we'll come up with your health and resolve numbers. So, your health is you take 
your die size for strength and agility, add them together, just the numbers, and then divide it by four. Oh, that's not nearly as fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Woohoo, that's a big number. And you round up. Math in my tabletop games? <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad math. So just to make sure I understood, you add the the die, you said? Yeah, so if you have two like agility, two D8s, okay. that's 8 plus 8, 16, divided yeah. by 4 is 4. Uh, if you have two D12s, that's 24, so your health is higher. Six health, six. baby. Me too. Six health. I'm okay. at five. So add them together and divide by four. Mm-hmm. Just two of them. Hmm? Just two of them, or all of them? Uh, just the, the first two stats first for your two. health. Okay. That's physical health. So if you take a hit from somebody with a baseball bat or somebody shoots you with a gun, that's where that's going to detract. <laughs> uh, your resolve is the same same formula, but intelligence and empathy. Add those two together. Divide by four. All right, I'm five by five. Nice. Fairly balanced. Yeah. Uh, replicants also get a plus two to your health. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm very healthy. That's the point. Yeah. Replicants weren't made to do delicate work. No. No. Right. I'm the same. I'm in the pipe five by five. Yes. <laughs> uh, I almost forgot. Replicants are not as mentally stable as humans, so you're minus two on your result. Yeah. Fine. Do we round up? Round up in both cases. And then subtract two. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sounds getting real low over there. <laughs> yeah. Hulk smash. <laughs> Good. Eight and three. You, ooh. <laughs> ooh. That's doing good. <laughs> Love that. That's the way a real it works. reasonable table over here. Yeah, we're gonna be very logical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why they make them go in and do those tests every day. Like, yeah, that's a thing. Um, okay, uh, skills work on the same level of dice, so d12 down to d6. Um, you start with a d6 in every skill. You're going to get some points. I'll tell you how many in just a minute. Uh, to increase your skills, um, you can assign those extra points any way you want, but any of your key skills on your archetype, and I'll tell you what those are in a second, have to go up to level C. So they have to be a D8. Okay. You can make them higher, and as we play the game and you get promotion points, you can spend those to increase your skills. Your attributes stay locked in through the game, but your skills can go up with experience. Uh, So let's start with... Well, I'm on the fixer page. Uh, So your key skills are connections, manipulation, and insight. Oh, just all empathy skills. Got it. Uh, For the city speaker, uh, mobility, connections, and insight. For the Enforcer, hand-to-hand combat, stamina, and firearms. 
I might have done my math wrong. She sounds fun. For the attributes, you start at a C, or is that only for skills? Uh, no, you start at a C for attributes. You start at a D for skills. Cool, great. And then for your inspector, your key skills are firearms, observation, and connections. Uh, if you're a rookie, you're going to get eight points to up skills. And we have to use them, three of them on our key skills, right? Yes. Okay. At least three on those key skills. Got it. Uh, for a seasoned, uh, you get 10 points. 10 points. And then for a veteran, you get 12 points. Um, driving also counts as a skill. Nice. It's kind of outside the collection because it's one of the skills that really depends on what you're doing while you're driving. And I'm never going to be like, okay, roll your drive to see if you get out of the parking space. <laughs> it's only going to come up if you're in a car chase or you're in a huge hurry to get somewhere or something like that. So I have a question. So I'm confused. What 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 die do we use for skills? Then you said we're at C level, which is uh, di uh, skills all start at D, which oh, is good. a D six. Oh, okay. So it starts. And then you six. can raise them up. Same method, just. But those three key skills have to at least go up one. Mm -hmm. Wow, those ten points don't go as far as I'd like. Neither nope. do these eight. All right. Okay. Everybody pretty good on skills? Yeah. All I wouldn't right. say they're good, but... <laughs> they're complete. You have done your part. Yeah, all I wrote mean. the numbers down. All right. So, uh, now, uh, for our seasoned fixer... Yes. You get to choose one specialty. Oh. So, the three specialties that they specifically aim at the fixer, but you could choose others... But the three that they have laid out here are cash flow. You have an off-the-book source of cash and thus get a Chinyin point at the start of every case file, yeah. which is just you got a bundle of cash in your pocket. Cool, love that. You can use it to bribe people. You can use it to get more equipment, whatever you need to do. Uh, the second one is insider. Uh, you get an advantage roll on all connection rolls to acquire gear or other resources from the LAPD. Mm. So that's, you know... A deputy chief somewhere or you know the grizzled old detective sergeant so if you know you're going to go into a bad situation you're like we could really use some body armor that'd be great you can use that advantage roll to, to get it okay uh and the third one is protected um when you lose a promotion point due to any failures from your duties you roll a connections roll. for every eyeball you roll uh, the amount of points lost is reduced by one. So let's say you guys completely screw up a case and you end up with a wildly murderous replicant that escapes. Uh, the brass of the LAPD is not going to be super happy with you, so you're going to lose promotion points. Okay. Basically, that's sort of the favor you get from work. And that's how you level up skills, and that's how you can get other abilities and things later on. 
um, and access to stuff. So, like, if you're like, oh, we really need a warrant for this guy, or can you put out an APB? Well, all right, you know, pay up. That kind of a situation. Um, but protected means somebody's watching your back in the higher ups. Okay. Hmm, those are all good. Let me think about it. Okay. Uh, well, then let's talk about our seasoned city speaker, because you get to pick two. Okay. Um, and I'll pass the whole list over to you guys. I'm a veteran, aren't I? Oh, veteran, I mean. Yeah, yeah veteran. All right. <laughs> Uh, so, the city speaker ones that they specifically have on here are Gutter Rat, uh, which is you can move to a new location in L.A. on foot without rolling a connections roll. Ooh. Mm. So you know how to get from place to place without having to get on the phone and call for one of those yeah. spinners, the flying cars, okay. to come to pick you up and take you places without having to make a roll. You okay. can just go there. Uh, hardened is the second one. Your maximum resolve score is increased by one, and you can pick this specialty up to three times. Hmm. Uh, where you've seen it all, right? You you have spent time out there, and you've seen people do crazy stuff. Okay. It doesn't really phase you anymore. You're just here to do your job. Uh, and the third one is origami. Uh, <laughs> you can fold a mean origami figure. This takes a few minutes and heals one point of stress. But can only be done once per shift. Okay. That's tempting too. So it's totally just a thing you just, you know. Yeah. And I'd be willing, if you wanted to make it some other little handheld craft or something, it doesn't have to be origami, but that's in theme. Okay. No, it's totally fitting with the Blade Runner James Almost character. Yep. Because <laughs> that's kind of exactly who he was. Yeah, right? yeah. Here, I'll pass over that whole list, because you could yeah. pick something off from those three that I mentioned. And then as rookies, you don't get any. Five Then we're about to get into the fun memory stuff. Yeah. That's the best. All right, I got to roll for this. Mm -hmm. I'm torn between cash flow and protected, so let's. <laughs> yeah. the good. All right. Even cash flow, odd protected. We're doing cash flow. Woo. Chainsaw wood carving, the famous small handheld. Oh, <laughs> very soothing too. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else is annoyed by that at all. <laughs> Imagine in a dense urban environment, your neighbor's like, "I'm a chainsaw sculptor," and you're like, "No, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not." <laughs> it is time to move. You or me, buddy? One of us is going. I've got the chainsaws though. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, damn, I brought moving. a chain thought to a knife fight. Speaking of which, uh, for video gamers out there, I just spent some time this weekend playing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Oh. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, and it's a super cool digital recreation of the film. Oh, boy. Huh. So if you're a fan of the movie and you're a fan of early slasher stuff... Yeah. It is pretty cool, even if you just walk around it like a museum, because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, okay, I could see how this was all, you know, obviously they didn't actually build it in a real ranch. It was sets and things when they made the film, but they made it into a place. Wow. So you're like, oh, okay, I, I can see how, okay, I see how this went mm -hmm. and that stuff. It plays like halfway between the Friday the 13th game that was out a few years ago 
and unfortunately met with horrible licensing problems. Uh, and uh, the Dead by Daylight, which is the mm-hmm. big popular yeah. horror mm-hmm. franchise at the moment, plays kind of between those two because okay. it's asymmetrical. There's four victims and three family members mm. who have to hunt them down. Well, I think we know what we want. Okay. You picked. Oh yeah, I'm good. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm gonna do gutter rat. Okay. You get to pick two. I can pick two. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, I'm doing gutter rat and origami. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Rock on. Here, we'll pass that back. Okay. There you go. Perfecto. All right. So now we will move on to your key memory. So the key memory is really kind of that core little bit of you, right? And for humans, replicants alike, replicants, it's been implanted. But for humans, it's just some moment from your past that really kind of shapes who you are um, in some way. Um, As we're playing, if the key memory you generate turns out to not be a key memory, we can totally go back and change it into something that makes more sense for your character. This is just a starting point, right? And it also could be a very important moment in your past that just isn't your key memory anymore because you've moved on to something else, right? Maybe it's not, you've resolved that conflict from your past or or something and you moved on. Now, there are some tables here to help you generate, or if you have some idea in your head about some memory in your head that really helps define your character, you can do your own thing. If you'd like, you can look through the tables and choose, or my personal favorite, but no shame if you don't want to do this, we can roll on these series of tables to generate these key memories. Yeah, yeah. Table yeah. B, baby. Which I think is super fun. <laughs> what, uh, what page is the tables on? Uh, wow. Start on 31. Okay. Okay. So first okay. off, memory table one, everybody roll a D6. Okay. Yep. There's, there's eight options. Oh, no, I can't read. There's six options. Uh-uh. Killing me, making me put on my glasses, so I'm not doing this. <laughs> All right. What'd you get, Sam? Five. All right. So your memory was some years back. Okay. Okay. Uh, four. When you were an older teenager turning into a young adult. Cool. Okay, two. Two is during childhood. You remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, same, four, so older okay. teenager, young adult. All right. Now for table two, you guys roll a d12. Five again. Mm, five again. Uh, in a serene, exclusive corporate headquarters. Ooh. I also got five, but I don't love it. I'm happy if you want to roll again. Yeah, I don't know if that fits for my character. See if... There we go. Six. Oh, yeah. Twelve. Somewhere off-world colonies. Perfect. <laughs> but... All right. Uh, and uh, six was... Uh... Uh, in the derelict housing projects of Los Angeles Hills. Beautiful. All right. I love right. that. I'm going to re-roll because I also got six. That means we had two of the same in a row. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to... We're just going to fix that. It's fine. Don't read anything into that. 
Yeah, right. Mine's very real. <laughs> <laughs> My memory is very real. Yours is. I thought mine was. Uh, in a foreign land, surrounded by crowds, speaking a language you didn't understand. Mm. Mm. Spicy. I rolled a four. I can't. Four is lost in the seething crowd in a loud, dimly lit nightclub. That sounds about right. <laughs> sometimes. The interesting thing about this memory table thing is sometimes you'll get something and you'll be like, how does that make sense? But then as you go through, you're like, oh, that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> or like, that would be an interesting thing. Of course I'd remember. Like, because you, you also got during childhood. Yeah. So childhood in a nightclub. Nightclub. Oh, I that's love weird. that. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, maybe that's why it's a key memory. You're like, oh, why, why was I lost in a nightclub? Yeah. Kind of thing. We'll see. Humble beginnings. Uh, mem- table number three is another D12. And this is who was there. Let's start with Joey this time. Uh, your parents. Your parents were there. Okay. I rolled seven. Which is a Blade Runner was there. I also got a seven. Oh. Mm. Uh, ten. A perfect stranger. Ooh. Love this. <laughs> All right. Table number four is another D12. I suffered a moment of weakness. Okay. All right. You got eight. Eight, which is you made an unforgivable compromise. <laughs> oh, boy. I got a one. You saw something extraordinary you cannot explain. Mm, All right. I, um, I was physically attacked. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense yeah. for my character. That Blade Runner wasn't friendly, it turned out. Apparently, that they managed to get off planet and find you in the off-world colonies. That's wild. I don't think they managed to get back, though. No, apparently not. For sure. Uh, And then number five is another D12. Bold. Okay, this is how did it make you feel. So it made you feel bold that you compromised your ethics? Was that what it was? Uh, had a moment of weakness. Moment of weakness, okay. Maybe you did something and it worked. <laughs> oh, I was hopeful. Okay. I could see some ways it goes. Or does, I mean, if I was hopeful and I made an unforgivable compromise, like I couldn't forgive myself, but I was still hopeful. What'd you get out of it? Hmm. Hopeful means like I'm sure it's gonna work, mm. or no? Optimistic would be a hopeful. Would be like I'm. I think there's a chance it'll work. Okay, I guess it could fit. Well, or it could also be hopeful for the future. Yeah, like maybe this choice you're making now is hurts now, not, but maybe yeah, later hurts yeah. less. Okay, so or maybe it, but it just hurt everyone. Sets you up to be on the path of your life that. You know, it was a terrible moment, but that's what set you down the road to a life and a career and and that stuff. Oh, so that was the hope was like, okay, like, yeah, getting out of the gutter. Maybe I can get out of this. Yeah, <laughs> this club. Okay. Yeah, being a kid that's suddenly at a nightclub. That's... <laughs> it's home. But it's home. Right? 
I got seven. Loved. Oh. 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 Interesting. Um, it made me feel lost. Lost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me think about like, was that the first human you ever had to kill? Oh, maybe, yeah. Or like, was that your first time that you met a human that wasn't friendly? Those kind of questions. Things to think. All right. Now we move on to your key relationship. So this is it's going to be an NPC. It's not another player uh, that kind of plays some sort of a big role in your life. Okay. So um, it could be a neighbor. It could be a friend. It could be a lover. It could be uh, you know, a parent or a mentor, things like that. Uh, again, we're faced with the, you can make some choices or we can roll some dice. I'm going to roll the dice. Roll. Okay. Yeah. Roll and a roll. Yeah, let's roll. do it. All right. So this one is all D12s, three tables. So the first one is, who is it? <laughs> Sorry. What, what'd you get? <laughs> a doxy. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I also got a doxy. <laughs> I'll re-roll. It's fine. No, no it's it perfect. To. That's like, I mean, it's the maybe same it's person. the same doxy, yeah. It's the same doxy. <laughs> yeah. That would be fascinating. Because I almost seemed like when I was thinking like an unforgivable compromise, like, who would I have met along the way that would get me into making a compromise? I, I don't know. Like an like, opportunity. Can't imagine. <laughs> but that looks like. <laughs> um, mine is a nine, which is a suspect. Oh, mm. which is spicy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is a sibling. A sibling, okay. Define sibling. <laughs> In replicant terms, it means someone that came from the same batch. Yeah. I'm thinking probably somebody uh, who was like in my unit in Offworld. Mm-mm. Sure. Yeah. Also moved back to Earth when the laws changed. Yeah. Sure. All right, table number two. What is your relationship like? Uh, what was it? Eight? Deceitful. Oh, all right. Are you playing them? Are they playing you? Or are you both trying to do it at the same time? I mean... What'd you get? I, well... I got deceitful, too, so I re-rolled. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I re-rolled and I got friendly. Okay. So I like the randomness, but I didn't I didn't want to do something different. So, sure. yeah, so yeah, I'll yeah. take I'll take friendly. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it also makes sense. Mm-hmm. I got loving. Too. Oh wow. A loving relationship with a sense is a whole energy. What'd you get to? I got protective. Oh, yeah, yeah, Semper five, yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then table number three, another D twelve. What's going on? Ooh, what'd you get? I'm excited. (laughs) They know your deepest secret. Uh Oh, Oh. Oh. Oh, dice down. Sam's already throwing things. Oh no, throwing things. (laughs) All the way over there. Hey, watch out, buddy. Come here. Back up. I didn't didn't see it land. I did. And I thought, roll. Where'd it go? 
Great question. Oh, found it. Uh-huh. Okay. I was like, please don't tell me Doggo got it. We did it. No. We did it, Reddit. All right. Uh, I got... They want you to quit your job, which is perfect. That makes wow. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wild. Let's see. Oh, no. Oh, yes. They're suspected of a crime. Oh, no! Oh, oh, that's <laughs> rough. <laughs> yeah, oh, get in the drama. Oh, yeah. Right <laughs> I got the same thing. <laughs> Should I re-roll? <laughs> uh, since, since you all are hooking up with criminals. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me roll something. Something else? Okay. Yeah. See what we get. I like having some interesting flavors. They've in. gone missing. <gasps> oh. Okay, I'll do too. They've gone missing. All right. <laughs> But see, the fun part about that is, you know, these relationships give you motivations on which way your character might end up going before we even start, which I love. Uh, Also, relationships can be replaced if things go a certain way and that's the way the story goes, you know. Maybe they flee off planet. Maybe they do get arrested. Maybe you find them. Now it's not a missing person thing. It's a, what are we? What's our thing? You know, maybe you lure them out to the seawall and push them over the edge. (laughs) (laughs) You know, any number of things. Fix your problems. (laughs) Oops, I should put more paint points in strength. <laughs> you don't need strength if you have surprise. <laughs> Good point. Points and stealth. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we'll move on to your gear. So, uh, you start off with a set of standard issue gear, namely a badge. A, you can choose whether you would like to have the PKD blaster, which is the big gun that Harrison Ford had. Or you can have a little subcompact kind of 357. Still a powerful gun, but easier to conceal upon yourself. Um, I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> I don't Siri, want you, you don't understand. need a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's giving a digital assistant a gun. Period. Um, Do you, you want Skynet? That's how we get Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> you all have the knowledge integration assistant, which is essentially a smartphone that you strap on your arm. And that's the thing that allows you to communicate with each other at all times. You never have to... If you end up splitting up and going to different places, you can share information like you're there. Because you could just set it on speaker and be part of the conversation, even if you're not in the room. What was the smaller compact gun you were talking about? It's a 357 subcompact. You can see those on page 178 if you're interested in their stats. So the thing about the blaster is it's kind of a combination of guns. So it has like uh, sonic rounds that can stun. It has uh, like a long range 22 rifle round that's very mm. accurate. It's got big 44 rounds that hey, can boys. blow people away. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing that you have access to is a detective spinner, mm. which is the flying car. 
that you can use to get around the city. Uh, it is a two-seater. So okay. <laughs> you're not all going to be in one car when you go places, even if you're going again. Uh, the other thing you have access to is Dispatch, which is a highly advanced AI that handles essentially all 911 calls and routing police to various things and EMS and fire and all of that runs through Dispatch that runs out of the LAPD headquarters. The other thing that you have access to, but you might have to, you know, promise some favors or sway somebody to let you to access it, is the Vesper network, which is essentially a mass surveillance machine that the LAPD has that has cameras pretty much everywhere, right? Like, you can usually find a camera aimed at a place unless it's been tampered with. Uh, which can happen, but in general, you have a lot of access to that stuff. But getting in there to do it, you either have to have permission or you have to get someone to let you into the mainframe to access that. Because the mainframe is also like, imagine someone actually got all government records integrated into a computer system that you can search and not, oh, well, you know, that's an old record. It's in the basement somewhere. Like, no. The, they actually keep it up to date. It's, again, part AI, but it's a huge record machine that has all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, the next thing you get is uh, you're going to get to roll a die here to determine how much Chinyin, which is cash, you have as your character. And each of the archetypes has a different amount. So let's get to. Then we are minus one as rookies. Okay. Uh, so city speaker, uh, you can roll a d8 to find out how much you have. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, enforcer, you've got a d6. Okay. Fixer, you have a d10. Lovely. Loaded. And Inspector also has a D6. And then minus one. For... <laughs> that puts me at a one. Oh, no. Oh, no. You can't end up with zero. Like That's true. Yeah. Did you just put that under year, I'm guessing? Uh, Where does it go? I believe yeah. there's a spot. Feels like, oh, here. They're at the very bottom. Oh. They're tick boxes. Oh, yeah. It's oh. The tick boxes. Got it. Oh, okay. One. I know. Well, one two. Check. I got two. Nice. <laughs> I rolled an eight and I get up in plus one because of my cash flow, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So nine. What? Got, the money. got it. Wow. Uh, the next thing we should do is your uh, promotion points. Um, uh, replicants, sorry. Again, minus one. <laughs> um, for rookies, uh, it's a D3. So roll a D6, divide by two. Okay. For seasoned, it's roll a D6. <laughs> and for veteran, it's roll a D8. <laughs> is, divide by two, and then Promotion points? Promotion points, okay. Well, um, so, I would end up in the negative if I actually subtracted. 
Okay. Yeah. So I got zero. zero. I also got zero. Okay. I'm opposed to Ben for rolling a one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I rolled a one. D4. A D8. D8. Okay. Yeah. And no dividing for you. Yay. Four whole. It's okay. <laughs> That's Take hilarious. It. It's a good fine. thing we're strong. <laughs> I think mine suits the vibe. Oh, same. You're also not... You haven't been employed here that long. No. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. it works. Makes sense. All right. Um, and promotion points you can end up using to increase skills. You can also end up using them to... You know, they're promising out favors. You know, that kind of thing. Like... In the LAPD, like, sure, I'm going to use the promotion point to make sure that I have, you know, backup. I'm going to, you know, use my sway to get that to happen. Um, and then we'll go through how leveling up works. Uh, next up is your signature item. So, I the way items in the game work are you get... Um, your signature item can help you in this recover stress. Mm. Okay, uh, as you get stressed out, you can take a minute. You know, maybe you know some of the examples on here are a photograph or a book. Taking a little time, pulling out that photo, looking at it, remembering why you're doing this, can lower your stress level. Or, you know, maybe it's a, you know a musical instrument. On your time off, you pull out your guitar and play for a little while just to unwind. That kind of thing. Um, basically, it could be anything that you can think you might want to use. It doesn't have to be something you carry with you at all the times. Um, but uh, we also have a D12 table if you'd like to roll and see what you get. Sure. Yeah. I'm curious. Let's see. As long as it's not an origami bird, because I've got enough origami. Yeah. What's with the ones? All right, I have a photograph. Okay. <laughs> Three. I don't know what that is. Uh, a ring. Ooh. Mm. Neat. I think I'm going to make mine in a minute because I have an idea spooling. Mm. Okay. I got a secondhand animoid pet. Oh, of course oh, you did. I got a service dog. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm full experience. You have a yeah. service dog. <laughs> So you want it to be a dog? Uh, yeah, I think so. It could be a snake or a rat or mm. a bat. Komodo or... dragon. Big speeder. Mm. Yeah. A mm. parrot, you know. Emotional support tarantula. <laughs> no. Um... And again, these are things like we're not going to use these. You're not even if you pick dog, it's not yeah. going to be the dog that you're like. I bring it to work, and I no. sick him. That's not what we're doing here. This is the the one that you go home and sit on the couch, and they lay their head gently on your leg, and you just go. <gasps> yeah, it's got to be a dog. Okay. Um, I think mine is a uh, broken data crystal. Okay. So totally not able to ever be used as an actual piece of data storage device but but okay it's one of those little things from your life at some point yeah it means something i like it um in terms of other items that you might find as we go if 
you're trying to pick a lock and you have found some lock picks, I will give you a bonus to your roll. Right? If it's just, if it's, I've got the pass card for this corporate security guy and I'm trying to get into the corporate security office. Well, hey, <laughs> there you go. Right? Like, it's, uh, it would, you would get a huge bonus for in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. So just depending on how appropriate it is. And if it's something you can think up before you go into a situation to go get, great. But again, if you're going to the LAPD to like requisition stuff, that's going to cost you something. That kind of thing. Uh, now, we get to figure out where you live. Uh-huh. Ooh. Ooh. So your home, uh, we kind of have a lot of choices. Uh, you, again, could pick or it's a D12 roll if you're interested in that. What's the, where's the table? Uh, one, uh, on 35. 35. Not 135, just 35. I don't know why I can't see these tables with my eyeballs. Mm. It's in the, on the right side. Yep. Looked right at it and scrolled. Yeah. Oh, page 35, not PDF page 35. Yeah, it's probably 36. That's memories. Since they count that front cover as a page. Front cover, glossary. Blinks. Yes. Oh, it's over here already. <laughs> oh, I like this one. 11. I got nine. Nine. Yeah, that one looked good too. In a cluttered warehouse <laughs> off Animoid Row, hidden from prying eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you rescue your dog? Oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah that, sounds, that sounds cool. That's perfect. That's perfect. I got a five. Which was he run down? No, a uh, condo oh, built with old memories in a balcony. Nothing run down. Oh, but it oh all right. Neon streets with all that chin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I'm, I'm sorry. So you, you said yours up before. I didn't. You? No, I was curious about. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was curious about eleven, and I rolled eleven. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's fine. It, it, it's just you don't have a home. You just drift around and couch surf or find a spot. I'm just so well connected. And I just yeah. I just know people. I got a twelve, so I have to roll again. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. I got uh, the sparsely furnished LAPD housing apartment. Wow. That's mm. messy. It's just that is very messy. Doris writing is itself. Is your suspect? Also I mean, a I cop? like it. Maybe they were a cop. Yeah. And something has happened, and now they're on the run. I have an idea for this or... character, so I'm a little bit like. I mean, again. Yeah. Pick or roll again if you want. Just discount one through four if you'd like to. See, and then I got eleven. <laughs> <laughs> It really wants me to live in LAPD housing. <laughs> really, really, really. Okay, I'm changing D12s. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> there. Rolled a seven. A huge but dilapidated old apartment in a in an abandoned building off Retirement Row with leaking siblings cool. and full of debris. Love That's this. Fun. This is cool. Sure. That sounds like where a suspect would live. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you lived in LAPD housing until they became a suspect, and now you had to... Now you kind of ran with them. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Wait. 
My sibling is suspected of a crime. <gasps> Do you live with my sibling? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Here. I'm seeing that really famous building that they used downtown in the first movie with all the rain in it. The Bradbury. The Bradbury. Mm -mm. Yeah. The one that's our splash screen logo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is <laughs> what Kimmy was like. Hey, Dave, do you have any ideas on what you'd want to use for your title card? And I was like, Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do. Here's what I want to use, but change the color. Yes. Yeah. Because it was like a bright daylight shot oh. of it, and I'm like, oh, no. 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 Um, you're uh, in the middle, your humanity points. You're not starting with any, but humanity points I will pass out during gameplay and at the end of each session. Or sometimes we do it at the beginning of the next session. It kind of depends on where we are time-wise for the night. Um, some of the ways that will earn you a humanity point is if you have used your key memory or interacted with it in some way, uh, if you've interacted with your key relationship in some way, uh, or if you fail a baseline test <laughs> as a replicant. Um uh humanity points are what you're going to use to increase your skill levels through the game your promotion points um can kind of uh you can get new specialties like the ones you got with your origami and that kind of stuff uh you can also um use them to roll a connections roll to get equipment like i was saying um you can also once per case you can make a connections roll to turn a promotion point into a chinian point mm. Mm. so you can just be like listen i need access to some money for this to happen yeah exactly uh yeah when a replicant hits zero promotion points currently same okay uh <laughs> Promotion or humanity points? From Doesn't promotion matter. points. Okay. <laughs> same, same. Same. Yeah. Uh, so when you hit zero, uh, you have to take the next shift to do a baseline. Cool. Okay. okay. Um, Starting off strong. Yeah. We do real good. We're winning. <laughs> so it, pretending to be weird. Good. Our first case is to retire two replicants. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with um, that. <laughs> And so, <laughs> if you succeed at your baseline test, you gain a promotion point immediately. Cool. Ah. Uh, if you fail, there are increasing levels of severity. Cool. So, um, the first failure is a verbal warning. Oh no, not that. The second failure is a recalibration mandatory meeting with a psychologist. Mm. I don't care for that. Um, which takes a whole shift of your time. There's an important mechanic I'll talk about in just a second. Yeah. Um, if you get to that point, it reduces all your stress points that you've taken. Spending time seeing a psychologist can help uh, make people feel better. Um, but it reduces your maximum resolve by one. <laughs> We're already doing great there. Uh, and if you fail third time, that's immediate retirement. Cool. 
gonna go great, guys. We're gonna be fine. There's nothing to worry about. It's so good about this. Um, yeah, hopeful. So that's that. The uh, the thing about shift in your little packets I gave all of yeah. you, there is a case file tracker mm-hmm. that gives you like it's a breakdown of like a grid. Mm-hmm. Um, you have basically four shifts in a day. Okay. And you can't work every shift. You have to go rest or recuperate or de-stress. You can get stressed throughout the game all kinds of different ways. Maybe somebody, you know, gives you a hard time and it really hits home. You can take stress that way. You can take stress if you walk into a crime scene and it's terrible. And you're like, oh, mm -mm, not a good deal. Um, so those time, that time off helps you reduce your stress and you have to take at least, uh, one shift. I think I'd have to remember, um, per day has time off. Um, you can push yourself to work farther, but then it, it's almost like you end up having to take more time to recuperate. But sometimes you have to. You can work a Friday, but they have to sleep all day Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it works is you can basically go and accomplish one scene per shift. So if, you know, if, for example, you guys have gotten a report that there was a shootout at um, an old warehouse. Okay, we've got a crime scene. Maybe there's some dead folks there. Maybe there's evidence there to go check out. But going to the crime scene is going to take a whole shift. Going to try and use that mainframe to access surveillance cameras around the city and see who you saw going in and out of that warehouse, that'll take a character a shift. Going to talk to the, you know, if you've got a contact that works in shipping, Maybe that they've heard something about there was a big buy or a big underground exchange going on. That'd take a shift. So, like, the shifts can go pretty quickly. Uh, it's not like, okay, let's plot out what you're doing for eight hours. It's you're going to get to go do one sort of major thing, basically. Um, <clears throat> but, like I said, the game does encourage you guys to split up. So, somebody can go check out the neighborhood. Somebody can go to the crime scene or maybe the morgue and look at the victims. Somebody can go, uh, you know, check uh, the the truck rental place to see if there's any records there. That kind of, you can all split up and accomplish things to kind of progress the mystery. And here's the intimidating part for me as a GM. This game is very dependent on me providing you with clues. <laughs> Um, those of you watching at home that know how I like to start off the games I'm running is I like to take their prepackaged adventure that most games come with one and kind of use that as our stepping off point. So that's what we'll be doing here. Uh, it's their mystery called Electric Dreams that came in the starter box. Um, we'll be running that as our starting point and then going from there. Um, the... Fun part about doing that, I find, is, and I've had people tell me that they like seeing that happen 
because they like seeing like I've got all the GM's notes at home. Now, how did the players go in different directions, and how did Dave end up dealing with that? Uh, in the Rifts game, mm-hmm. like the first session, Bill shot that guy in the face. <laughs> yeah. The major NPC that was supposed to kind of be there through the whole story. Oops. <laughs> Oops, immediately murdered. So that was just like, all right, I'll just close up this here book. <laughs> we'll move on to a different part of the story. Aww. Shouldn't have looked at this giant dragon daughter weird. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, things happen. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of that. You guys have characters. Sweet. I have we, homework. Uh, so we've got to come up with names. Yeah. yeah. That's the hard part. Please do. Hard. You already did that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Importantly, I think I figured out what kind of dog I have. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that is important. Do you guys know what a Russian bear dog is? Oh, yeah. 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 Bear, bear mastiff. Also, that is definitely what they would make as a, yeah. as an animal. They'd be like, Absolutely. what's the most ridiculous dog would make? <laughs> Just like so huge. Yeah. Ridiculously so Love them. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Very um, de-stressing. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. <laughs> Good weighted blanket. <laughs> Some other things about the Blade Runner universe I should go over a little bit. Um... The very wealthy have left Earth. They have paid for or gotten their way on to shuttles that take them to the off-world, off-world colonies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a new ecosystem that they can wreck all over again. So let's start fresh. <laughs> um, the people that are left here on Earth, some of them are incredibly wealthy, and maybe they just don't want to leave. Maybe they want to keep running their corporation that they have here on Earth. And it's difficult to do from great distance. Because Blade Runner hasn't solved faster than light communication, right? Like, that's not something. So, most people that are on Earth are going to live and die on Earth. Uh, It's the very privileged few that get... Maybe they develop some kind of a skill that would be great and useful. Um, You know, maybe they're a super talented biologist... So they earn a seat on a shuttle. Um, maybe mom and dad uh, own a giant megacorp. <laughs> and so they just can pay to put their kids on the shuttle and start fresh somewhere. It's not a place you guys are going to go. That's not the way the stories are set up. Um, but it's out there. Okay. Uh, the other thing is off Earth, the corporations are kind of off the chain. That's why so many replicants are sent up there to fight because there's no government organization up there telling the corporations they can't just try and murder each other to take over territory. So it's just all out wild corporate hegemony in space. Uh, On Earth, the UN still ostensibly controls the planet. Um, But the corporations, again, are so wealthy that they can strongly influence things. But, you know, that's kind of where the LAPD and you guys get your mandate to work is the government is still a government, right? Mm -hmm. And there's enough people left on Earth that even the corporations with massive wealth can't just tell those people to fuck off because there's too many of them, right? You know, even if... If you've got 50 million people and you have 50,000 well-trained replicant soldiers, 
you're still going to lose. Even if all they have is broomsticks and trash can lids, you know, that's not a war you could fight. Um, the other thing that has developed since the first Blade Runner movie is AI tech has gotten a lot better. So that's where Dispatch comes from. That's where, even if you've only seen a trailer of the second Blade Runner movie, you've seen Anna Armas's character. Mm-hmm. She is a holographic AI projection that is able to interact and be pretty much a person um, as long as there's a either portable or nearby hollow projector. Um, so you'll run into that stuff. Um, again, it's highly doubtful any of you have ever or will ever see a natural animal. Uh, it's also highly doubtful any of you have ever eaten a natural animal. Uh, aside from maybe bugs processed into protein stuff, that kind of thing. Replicants still do have to eat. Um, as, like I said, they're biological, so they have to heal up and deal with wounds and all that stuff, just like everybody else. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Anybody have any questions? Mm-mm, super excited. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm super jazzed. Um, yeah. I think that's pretty good. I like the mix of uh, choices we made. I'm curious how it'll pan out. Oh, the connections. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm going to get two weeks to go home and kind of custom tailor the adventure around the characters that you guys have made. Um, as soon as you come up with a name, please send it to me on Slack pretty soon. Um, or Kimmy is going to send out a, a questionnaire thing. Yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that way we can uh, get our intro movie done uh, before we start the game. And we can get name tags for everybody and get them up. Uh, we will not be here next Tuesday. We are coming back the first Tuesday in September to start episode one. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, people watching at home, I'm working on a way to try and make all the, the clues and things digitally available so that we can put them up on screen and you can see them as the party sees them. I'll be bringing hard copy things to show you guys, um, but we'll have them so that viewers at home can kind of participate and see the things we're talking about. Cool. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the thing that I'm working on now, which... Is fine until we finish this pre-done mystery, and then <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out what I'm doing with some art stuff. Because <laughs> it's going to go from, oh, here's this beautifully cool, cyberpunky-looking, you know, image that you pull from a, a surveillance camera. And then the next mystery is going to be like, okay, cool, here's this image of, of somebody walking up the stairs, and it's going to be like... MS Paint. <laughs> <laughs> stick figure going up the stairs, like, with really, like, Just one long arm. Just doing it in yeah. different wigs. <laughs> oh, my God, that's everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. I'm kind of working on that. Like, I can handle stuff like making up a newspaper article. Sure. That sure. kind of yeah. stuff, but when it comes to art, that's not my jam, so... We'll figure it out. It'll be fun. And, yeah. So, okay. art people on the Discord, <laughs> I may be reaching out to you to see if you'd be willing to do a little sketch at some point. Because, <laughs> yeah. 
I'd like to maintain a level of quality that is not <laughs> my stick figures. With that, uh, I think we'll call it for today. Yeah. Uh, it's a little early, okay. I know, but that's the way character creation goes. Especially as this is kind of a flow creation. It's not, yeah, yeah. all right, sit here and let's do math for two hours. Right. Make choices that then change one of your stats. So now you get more choices. Uh, so old, many thoughts. That's the, <laughs> that's the old school um, Palladium Rifts style. Oh, generation of like cool. I took boxing, so I get extra attacks and I get a bonus to my strength, which then gives me more stats that I can put into something else and give me more skills. And mm. So it's this recursive loop of character creation <laughs> that you can go through over and over again to be wild. Uh, so thanks for tuning in out there uh, in Internet land. Uh, also, thanks to uh, I've seen James in the chat, as always, keeping our chat room a safe place. Uh, top-notch work. I uh, appreciate it very, very much. Um, thank you to everybody that is a Happy Jack's Patreon member. Uh, it is the Patreon money that helped make all of this a reality, so we have a place to sit and play games, which is what I appreciate about all y'all. <laughs> um, because why would I want to play at home where it isn't automatically recorded for me to be able to remember every detail, every game? Uh, no taking ever. This mm -hmm. is the best. Um, so thank you, uh, Patreons, uh, for your generous uh, donations. And the new system is, is out there. Also, if you're listening to this or watching and you're not on the Discord, uh, feel free to stop by the Happy Jacks Discord. The link is on the website, happyjacks.org. If you send me a message on there and you're a Patreon member, um, I can certainly do that. Um, James, I got you. Or all of us got you. Um, but uh, one of the things, Patreon folks, if you send me a message on Discord and you give me even a vague concept of a character, I'm happy to try and integrate them as an NPC in this game. So that's a thing from me to you because you're awesome. Oh, and not because I want to be lazy and let other people make my NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can join the Patreon at happyjacks.org slash Patreon. Uh, let's go around one more time. We'll start over here this time. Hey, everybody. I've been still B. Joey. And I uh, look forward to playing the hot one in this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Snuck it in. Hi, my name's Cousteau. You can find me on Twitter at being Cousteau. Um, I look forward to playing... <laughs> Edward, doing Edward James almost, you know, right in this, in this campaign, repping. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Kai. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms as Estelle of Imladris. Uh, you can follow some of my wacky adventures there. You can also find me on Saturday in the halfway point of Arc 1 in uh, the Campaign 2 of Transplanter RPG, where I play a very messy, very gay purple cowboy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And hi, everybody. I'm Sam, uh, and I probably will be next time, too. You can find me on the internet at Red Pandroid, um, and I'm very excited to be your probably not all that friendly Rutger Hauer of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, like I said before, you can catch us in two weeks. Uh, another cyberpunkish reference. I love it. Um, we'll be back the first Tuesday of September uh, to play our next session. Uh, and then after that, you can start, well, Shortly after things get exported, you'll be able to find uh, this character creation session at happyjacks.org slash burning bright. 
Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.